Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. First and foremost... Happy freaking Thanksgiving, y'all. How we feeling? I'm feeling thankful. I'm feeling thankful. I'm always thankful, but a little extra today because first of all, my cough is finally going away. I think this is the first podcast that I don't have a cough drop in my mouth in a month. So praise Jesus for that. Also, you know, I was thinking and not to get too sentimental and mushy right off the bat, but I was thinking about this earlier this week. I truly believe and feel in my heart that this year, 2023, was the best year of my life. Oh my gosh, don't get teary-eyed, Morgs. We started in South Africa meeting my now husband's family in person for the first time. That trip changed my life, right? Like, oh, incredible. Then we go to... Mykonos, right? Later in the year to celebrate getting through immigration. We got through the immigration process, which took, you know, close to two years. The day that David sent me a photo of him outside the U.S. Embassy in London with the packet in his hand saying that he was approved to come marry me, like one of the best days of my life. Okay. Then the day that David landed in America was so emotional. We got married a month later. We went to BravoCon together. Like, like, there's just so much to be grateful for. I feel like, you know, on all ends, I've just grown as a person a lot this year. My career has grown a lot this year. And honestly, Bible, and I know it's so lame and corny and cliche to say, but like, it is because of you. No joke. No joke. All of you that listen to the podcast, all of you that follow along on any social media page, all of you that subscribe to the Patreon, like I I still just can't believe that people actually care what I have to say or even enjoy what I have to say about reality TV. But you know, I started this thing in the middle of the pandemic not knowing where it would go. And not, you know, I was, a, I'm the type of person that I never have the five-year plan because my wants and changes and needs, you know, change over time. And I'm not going to pigeonhole myself into one particular mindset, but my goal in life, I guess, has always been to do what I love, make people feel good while doing it and be able to, you know, sustain myself and potentially a family. And we are on the trajectory, people. 
And that feels really good. So happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into the pop three. These are the biggest headlines of the week. We have our first ever love is blind baby. Well, I should say it's not the first ever love is blind baby because Bartiz had a baby. And I think somebody else had a baby. This is the first love is blind couple that got married on the show announcing that they are having a baby. Season four stars Bliss and Zach announced that they're expecting their first child together. Everybody had the same joke. Get eyes on Vanessa Lachey. Like, is she breathing into a brown paper bag somewhere? Is she like not okay? Is she pen palling requesting to be the godmother? We don't know, but I can guarantee she's over the moon about the first love is blind baby. So Bliss said she's feeling really good and happy um, that they're going to do a gender reveal in the next couple of months. She says, I think we both eventually want a boy and a girl. Um, That would be wonderful to have both. But the top priority is just having a healthy baby and that it will be very loved. The evolution of Zach and Bliss. Can we just go back to season four? Let's just forget season five ever happened. Like, let's wipe it from our memory, suppress it because it was traumatic for all of us. But season four, I mean, Zach and Bliss, they didn't even make it out of the pots because Zach chose Irina, which was a horrible, horrible mistake. But thankfully, at the end of the day, Bliss gave him a second shot. I was convinced that they weren't going to get married. You know, they're two little peas in a pod, little a little quirky, a little goofy, but they're like the cutest little quirky kids. And now they're actually having a, a child of their own. Bliss, Bliss is a is a that's a woman right there. You know what I mean? Where she can look past the fact that Zach didn't choose her at first because his actions later proved that he loved her, that he just made a wrong decision. What's like, let's be honest, people make the wrong decision. They make the wrong decision on The Bachelor all the time. It's got to be real confusing for your brain in that type of situation. And let's not act like we would all handle that perfectly. But to come out of it, to get married on the show, and then to have the first ever Love is Blind baby, the redemption arc for Zach and Bliss is iconic. Let's move on to headline number two. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City filmed their reunion this week, and the people were shook. Monica Garcia has got these girls shook to the core. Because Bravo, as of late, they're like, you know what? Every single year, the seating chart gets leaked online, and people freak out about it. So let's, you know, put it in our own hands. Post the seating charts every single reunion on our own Instagram to get the people all hot and bothered. And that's exactly what happened when the world saw that Monica Garcia, newbie to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, first seat next to Andy at her first ever reunion. So the seating chart went on one side, Andy, okay, right in the middle as he is, Andy, Monica, Meredith, Whitney on one side, other side, Heather Gay. Lisa Barlow, Angie Kay, and then Mary, who you know will pop in and out because she's a friend of. I saw her in the makeup chair. She was in the building. Whether or not she will make it to that couch, TBD. We know she bailed on the other reunion, so we will see how that goes. Monica posted this on her Instagram. She posted the seating chart and says, can't tell me nothing. So very grateful. I just wanted to say thank you 
To all of you that have loved, carried, and supported me throughout this experience and season, I could not have done it without you. I see you. I feel your love. It means more to me than you will ever know. Love you so damn much. And then a bunch of hashtags, you know, Real Housewives, Salt Lake City, Bravo, Bravo, T, whatever. I was thinking, okay, obviously, you know that the lawsuit is going to play a big factor in this. You have Monica sitting directly across from Heather. And, you know, Andy has said in the past, it's not necessarily about who's sitting the closest to him as much as it is as it is who is sitting across from each other. So, you know, Monica and Heather sitting directly across each other. Cause now we have this lawsuit hanging over their heads. However, I also think that if this lawsuit was not a thing, I think Monica would still be sitting next to Andy because I just got done watching this last episode of Salt Lake city. And I just don't know who's outdoing her. Nobody is like Monica is the main character of the season, whether you love her or whether you hate her, because she is a bit polarizing. And I think this last episode, we we started to see Heather start to turn on her a little bit, you know, when they were um, dressed up in the bonnets and Lisa and Monica are going at each other. And then Monica starts to cry. And Heather's like, why are you crying? You were just screaming at her five minutes ago. And it's like, yes, Lisa started it. But also Monica isn't afraid to bite back. I thought maybe before the lawsuit that it would be Lisa Barlow and Monica having most of the issues. Um, but like I said, we're getting ready to see what happens um, in Bermuda where Heather loses her marbles. Listen to this. You want some tea? I have some tea for you. That's what you get for listening on Thanksgiving. I heard from a housewife, Salt Lake City housewife in the DMs, blue check mark and all. The Heather moment that we were hypothesizing about last week when I said, you know, the online theory is that Heather in this moment is finding out that it's Monica that is suing her. Um, this housewife told me that that's not it, that I was off on the lawsuit, but that it was shocking. And I also believe that that it, that little moment from Heather is either going to be one episode before the season finale or the season finale. Because when this housewife messaged me, it's like when you're putting the pieces of the timeline together, they have to watch every single episode before the reunion. So this housewife messaged me maybe mm, two days before the reunion, and she said she had just watched it. So... We will see. I'm definitely interested, definitely intrigued. Okay. There's nothing like the feeling of being confident in your own skin. It's something that I have struggled with in the past, which is why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best with no complicated routines, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. Right now, I'm using the OS1 Eye Topical Supplement to help strengthen and firm the skin around my eyes. So far, I've noticed it has improved hydration and improved firmness. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them I sent you because I love you like a sis. Okay. 
The number three story this week in the pop three, Kyle Richards and Dorit Kemsley are kind of um, being dubbed rude online by a couple of different people. So, you know, after BravoCon, every interview that you see, people are asking, who is the rudest? I mean, you guys even asked me that. Who is the rudest Bravo love that you encountered? Well, this first started with Crystal Minkoff going on shenanigans. And she didn't come out and say who, but she was like, I was surprised by some people on my cast and how rude they were. Not long after that, Madison LaCroix did a podcast and she said Sutton was rude to her. So we all kind of wrote it off and was like, oh, she was talking about Sutton. But then Alexia from Miami also said that Kyle and Dury were unfriendly. And then Erin Leachie did this interview with Page Six where she also name dropped Kyle and Dorit and what their interaction was like at BravoCon. So this is what Aaron said. She said, I thought Kyle and Dorit would have been friendlier. That's all. She says they weren't rude, but instead gave the vibe of you can't sit with us. She said, we're all sitting together. We're all in the same boat. So it's not like you're better than anyone. Okay. So now everyone is thinking, okay, well, Crystal might've been talking about Kyle and Dorit. Dorit was super late to her panel. Sorry. I'm just pulling up this tweet because I want to get it right. This is from by wig. Hello drama. And the tweet says, um, Aaron just came out and said Dorit and Kyle could have been friendlier at BravoCon. Alexia said Dorit and Kyle can be full of themselves. Crystal said some of her castmates were rude at BravoCon and sees them differently now. And then Kyle and Dorit were late to a panel. I didn't go to that panel that Kyle and Dorit were at together, um, but they were late. Now, obviously, when you hear all these things, you start to remote, you know, you start to recollect your own interactions with these people at BravoCon. I did not see Dorit Kemsley one time. The only time I saw her was when she was on stage doing the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills panel. I did see Kyle and I'm scared. What I will say is I can understand how Aaron would come to that conclusion from what I saw from Kyle, not only this year, but last year at BravoCon. So this year, um, you know, the word unapproachable comes to mind because every time Kyle Richards was out and about, she was surrounded by about 10 bodyguards. And I'm not joking. Um, you know, she at one point went into the Bravo VIP room where she was like shooting a commercial. Um, and it's not, she never like would say no to a picture or whatever, but, um, you know, she wasn't really interacting verbally with fans. You know, she was just kind of like, like, can you take a picture? She would like nod yes, you know, that kind of situation. And it reminded me of when I ran into her um, back. I ran into her backstage last year at BravoCon. And like, let me be abundantly clear. Like Aaron said, she was not rude. Kyle Richards was not rude, but she wasn't warm. I'll put it that way. And when I ran into her, it was me, um, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay's friend, and Lindsay's friend's mom, and we were all just running around or whatever. And Lindsay's friend's mom asked for a picture, and she said yes. I asked for a picture. She said yes. Um, but she didn't really, like, speak other than that. Um, and 
you know, she does talk about how she has anxiety. And I, I do get that feeling from her, right? Where there's a lot of social anxiety when it comes to BravoCon. I'm overstimulated, so I cannot imagine how overstimulated, you know, the Bravo celebrities are. Um, so yeah, I just find that to be very, very interesting. I could see where Aaron would come to that conclusion. Of course, everybody online is like, Aaron, you're the worst. What are you talking about? But it's like, you know, these are their interactions. And I don't want to have any Kyle slander because I'm sure she's wonderful, you know, in one-on-one -on -one situations. But I do feel like in those situations at BravoCon, um, her anxiety gets the best of her and she's not able to maybe put her friendliest foot forward. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Let's move on to the deep dive every single week on my Instagram at Morgan P talks. I open up the deep dive submissions to you. What do you want to know more about? It was an overwhelming choice this week. And you know, we got the tea. So let's hear the question this week. It's from Brie. Hey, Morgan, it's Brie from St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm wondering if you can tell us about Lindsay Hubbard and Johnny Bananas and Lindsay Hubbard and Dustin Lynch, or just about whoever Lindsay is dating at the moment. Hoping you can give us some pipe and hot tea. Thanks. Love you like a sis. Brie, thank you. Love you like a sis. Hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I have a lot that I want to get to um, when it comes to Lindsay Hubbard and what's going on in her life right now. The past week for Lindsay has been a wild ride. I want to start with what should have been, what would have been her wedding weekend in Mexico. So Carl and Lindsay were supposed to get married in Mexico on Friday, the 17th. Yes. Friday, the 17th. Sorry. I had to pull up my calendar to make sure that I got it right. They're supposed to get married in Mexico that Friday. Obviously, we had heard that by the time Carl had called off the wedding, a lot of people could not get refunded for their room. So there was people who were still considering going to Mexico um, just for the weekend. And we saw what Bravo Loves did that. We had um, Kyle Cook. And I didn't see Amanda there with him, which I thought um, was just interesting. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but anyways, Gabby Prescott, who also is on Summer House, um, Sheena and Brock from Vanderpump Rules, and Carl's mom, Sharon, and Carl's stepdad still went to Mexico. Sheena was driving everybody crazy this weekend, including Lindsay. I'm pretty sure Lindsay is not happy about this. Um, Sheena was posting in my opinion, a lot of insensitive and tacky things to be posting on what would have been your friend's wedding weekend, like dancing it up and drinking and partying with Sharon Radke, Carl's mom, you know, posting videos of them dancing together, like on legitimately what would have been Lindsay and Carl's wedding day. I know some people were surprised that Carl's mom and stepdad still went. I, I kind of was surprised by that too, because from my perspective, I don't know how you go there and enjoy it, you know, like, and maybe you, maybe you can to a certain extent, but I just feel like if, if it were me and it was my kid, you know, that just called off their engagement and I'm going to Mexico, um, and like, I, I would just be thinking the whole entire time, like, oh, I wonder where the ceremony would be. And I wonder, you know, where the rehearsal, did, like those types of thoughts would be going through my mind the entire time. And I would be sad for my son. You know, the, this was supposed to be 
his wedding day. I just, I don't know. It's a weird thing to me, but at the same time, you know, maybe they paid money and they, it wasn't refundable and whatever. I have reason to believe that's not the case, but anyways, um, that's one aspect of it. Then you have Sheena who it feels like to me, her life's purpose is to be as thirsty as humanly possible. And I really tried. I try, I try with Sheena because I, I think she's a very forgiving person and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm like that. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, she wants everybody to get along. She wants everybody to be friends. I'm like that until it becomes insensitive. Sheena posting all of these twerking videos of her with Carl's mom, like knowing that Lindsay is going to see it lacks self-awareness to me. It lacks tact. And I just, I don't understand it unless she's like firmly team Carl, but it's like, let's be honest. Carl isn't the only one that invited Sheena Shea to their wedding. I don't know. It's like this coupled with the fact that she went to Sandoval's room coupled with the fact that, you know, she's just always making these questionable choices. And once again, this was a questionable choice. And I just think it was kind of rude to be completely honest. But besides that, Lindsay has recently been linked to a couple different people. Um, one being Dustin Lynch, who, if you don't know, Dustin Lynch is a country singer. Um, a while back, there was a video posted on Dustin Lynch's page of people partying it up on his tour bus. And Lindsay was there. Uh, Lindsay was in the video. She was holding a red cup. She was cheersing. People started to speculate at that particular moment, which was a while ago. Then after BravoCon, Lindsay goes to the CMAs, the Country Music Awards, looking gorgeous, walking the red carpet by herself. Um, but it's like not every day that you see someone from Summer House go to the Country Music Awards, you know? So people's alarm bells were also going off in that moment. Obviously, Dustin Lynch is a country artist. He was there. And then there was this um, clip from the Bobby Bones show, which I I believe they're syndicated out of Nashville. I could be wrong. Um, but Bobby Bones, very popular radio host, um, syndicated nationally. And I, one of one of the characters on the show, it's not a character, I know, but it's a person who works there. Her name is Morgan. I believe she does all their digital. She has a crush on Dustin Lynch. And I guess they were trying to set Morgan, this other girl, Morgan, up with Dustin. And, and Bobby was like, did you hear anything about Dustin? And she was like, no. And then people started saying, oh, he has a he has a new girl. He has a new girl. And this other girl comes on and says, yep, I was at this after party. And I saw this girl go up to the stage and give Dustin a friendship bracelet with her number on it. Incorrect. It did not have her number on it. But they're talking about Lindsay. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. 
You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Then they just go back and forth and and the another guy says yeah this guy was supposed to play at um this person's wedding it got called off they since have started texting or whatever okay yeah they saw each other at the CMAs they both were at the country music awards they both were at the after parties are they like sailing off into the sunset no Let's get into Johnny Bananas because people lost their mind. If you don't know who Johnny Bananas is, um, he is from MTV's The Real World, The Challenge, and E's House of Villains most recently. So when I first saw Lindsay Hubbard and Johnny Bananas in the same headline together, I was like, oh my God, like match made in heaven, actually. Like I remember when it was rumored that Lindsay was going to be on The Traders. I was like, oh, if Lindsay and Johnny Bananas are in the same room, or if Lindsay and CT are in the same room, ugh, I would die. I would die. I've since changed my mind about that opinion. I'll get to that in a second. But the majority of these um, of the details of this date um, was on page six in E. And we have seen pictures. Yes, Lindsay Hubbard and Johnny Bananas went out together. Some things in the article were correct. Some things were not correct. But I'm just going to kind of recap what the article said. So. It said they grabbed some food at Little Owl, Little Owl, the West Village restaurant located below the apartment that served as the exterior to the friend's residence before enjoying a walk around the block. We're told Hubbard was seen walking around the West Village in New York City, holding hands with bananas before they had an intimate dinner at Loring Place. Okay. The first thing that is incorrect is that they said this was on her would have been wedding day. That is false. Her would have been wedding day was on Friday, the 17th. Johnny and Lindsay went out Sunday, which would have been what? The 19th. Lindsay spent her wedding day with girlfriends, um, you know, doing things that would lift her spirit. So anyways, second thing you should know is that Johnny and Lindsay have actually known each other for years. Um, So it's not as random as people might think. Um, They were in a friend group. My friend group was all going out together and then it kind of whittled down to the two of them. They are friends. But here's what I don't like about the situation and something that I find um, a bit of a red flag. First, all of this other stuff that's going on with Johnny Bananas and Corinne Olympios from she was also on House of Villains. She was on The Bachelor um, and, you know, they make out in the hot tub on this House of Villains. And I think they're on some podcast together and He pretty much says, you know, we're more than friends, less than lovers. So I'm already getting the vibe that like Johnny Bananas is doing a lot to be on the front of page six at the moment. Currently, you know, he's on a show. He's making out with Corinne. He's saying things in real time about Corinne that people are going to be like, what? And then he's going on a date with Lindsay Hubbard. And not only that, these articles no very specific details about their day. I don't like that. Somebody had to tell them that. And it's not just like one thing where um, 
it's not, it wasn't just one thing like, oh, uh, a bystander saw them walking. It was like, no, they were at this restaurant and then they walked around the West Village and then they went to this place. And that to me is a big red flag. And then these paparazzi pictures come out. And it's like, no offense, like, nobody's going to be on the, the paparazzi are not going to be on the prowl for Lindsay Hubbard and Johnny Bananas unless they were told to be on the prowl for Lindsay Hubbard and Johnny Bananas. That's just a theory that I have. I could really be wrong, but I, that's why I'm not loving this as much as I initially did. So no, Lindsay Hubbard was not with Johnny Bananas on her wedding day, what would have been her wedding day. She has been linked to Dustin Lynch, as we saw on the tour bus video. She did hang out with infamous reality TV guy, Johnny Bananas. But yeah, she's single and she's ready for a hot hubs winter. And this is my opinion. These types of guys are not Lindsay Hubbard's knight in shining armor, right? These are the guys that are going to get her to let her hair down a little bit, have some fun after going through what I assume a pretty tumultuous situation. Let her live. Let her have some fun. Like, I think it's got to be hard when she's trying to go on dates with people that they end up plastered all over page six and TMZ and E! News all over the internet. But like if I were Lindsay in this situation, I would have a roster. I would have a bench. The bench would be deep. The bench would be so deep, I couldn't even see to the end of it at this particular moment in her journey, right? Like I don't think an entertainment guy is in the cards for her long term because I think it takes a unicorn of an entertainment industry guy to check all the boxes to deliver all the qualities you would want in a long-term partner. I think eventually Lindsay will find her Travis Kelsey. I could see her dating a hockey player. Do we know any hockey players that are like hot, not going to use her for clout and like respectful? Maybe throw out some names and we can, we can get it popping. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay. Last but certainly not least, Southern Charm. I'm going to give you my thoughts, my opinions on the season of Southern Charm. I'm loving it. I've watched every episode two times over. I do think it would be so much more impactful had we just not been through Scandival. The timing is unfortunate, I guess, but obviously the major drama is Shep, Taylor, Olivia, Austin. Shep is also getting some bad press right now about how he acted at BravoCon. I've heard things like he got kicked out of a casino because he was so belligerent, that he was rude to fans because he was so belligerent. I saw somewhere that Andy Cohen called him and said, like, get it under control. Obviously, I don't know if that's true, but I already told you when I saw Shep at BravoCon, he was belligerent. He he was nice. Like, don't get me wrong, but like David and I were talking to him together he could only compute that there was one of us there at a time. Like 
if David said something, he would get super close to David's face, like super close. And we'd be like talking to him and then I'd say something and it would take a minute for him to compute that somebody else was there. And then he'd like physically step over and then get like right in my face. Like he, he spit on me one time because he was so close to my face. But anyways, um, Shep's behavior on this season of Southern Charm is also just horrific. I mean, Taylor is like desperately, desperately trying to get over him in, in my opinion, some toxic ways, but it seems to be an impossible task for her to just like loosen the grip. You know, she's like holding on so tight and it's just, everything is going bad. Um, Shep sucks right now. Like he says he enjoyed cheating on her. So rude. She throws the wine on him, but then she ends up like in his room, toxic relationship. And it's like, I do hold some grace for Taylor because we've all been there where we know, like we know that this person is no good for us. Our friends could tell us until they're blue in the face, but it doesn't matter. Like for some reason, we just can't let it go. And maybe it's like our ego wants to win them over and to like prove everybody wrong. But at the end of the day, you just make yourself look like an idiot. So like the faster you let go of the situation, the better. But Taylor's clearly having a hard time doing that. Olivia, um, in my opinion, to a lesser level is doing what Taylor is doing with Shep with Austin, right? Like obviously Olivia went through something horrifically traumatic on camera. I cannot even fathom um, losing her brother. And, you know, she turns to Austin, who's kind of like a comfort blanket in this situation, you know, because they have the romantic history. Austin has also lost a family member, so they can relate on that. And he she's turning to him in these situations. And like, if Austin can be a good friend to Olivia, then I'm totally here for it. But at the same time, having been in a situation like that before, where it's like you go through something and the only person that you want to talk to about it is the person you know you shouldn't talk to about it. And at least for me, I could never turn that switch off. You know, like if I was into this person and liked this person and something was going on in my life and I wanted them to be that person, I couldn't disassociate the romantic connection at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand how she's doing that, but I'm also not going to judge her because like I said, she's right now in an impossible situation. Um, what I struggle to understand with though, is why Austin is so easily let off the hook and Taylor isn't. And I do understand that the level of betrayal is larger from Taylor. Um, you expect Austin to do something like this, but it's like, it's still excusing his crappy behavior. We've seen him treat women like this across like eight different shows now. And it's like, oh, well, I expected this from Austin. So I'm not as disappointed. Like, no, you were emotionally invested in this guy. And yes, your best friend kissed him, but he also kissed your best friend. Right. But you're automatically more mad at, at the girl because you expect your best friend not to lie and be a POS and like you expect them not to make moves on your man. Like a hundred percent. I get it. But in real time today, like in today's day and age, Olivia has a new boyfriend. They're all on a vacation and Austin's there. If I were Taylor, I would feel some type of way about that. Cause I don't think they're currently friends. Taylor and Olivia. 
Which, I mean, not to make the situation, like, super dark, but, you know, Olivia and Austin talk about how they were able to bond over losing a sibling, and not much longer after Olivia lost her brother, Taylor lost her brother. And, I I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't seen it, but I didn't see them um, together at BravoCon at all. I'm pretty sure they don't follow each other. I will need to fact check that. But it's like, okay, if that brought those two together, why did... If that situation brought Austin and Olivia together, why would the same situation not bring Olivia and Taylor back together? Do you get what I'm saying? So I don't know. Like in Olivia's defense, if I'm her, I also don't think I could ever be as close to Taylor again, but I would put Taylor and Austin in the same category of friendship at that particular moment. Right. And I, do I think Taylor's sorry, I think is the question that I don't know the answer to. I want to say yes, because I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but you do have to take some things into consideration. Like Taylor was the one that made the move. You know, she did lie. So did Austin. So it's it's tough. I don't know. And I guess maybe I just am too forgiving of people. But it's like it's sad to me that uh, it seems that Austin is off the hook in Olivia's mind. And like I said, maybe not completely, but a little bit. And Taylor is not, you know, I remember Olivia doing Sheena's podcast before the season came out. And she said something along the lines of like, I can't believe I have to pretend to care about this stuff. You know, I just lost my brother and I have to pretend I care about Austin and Taylor. And like, that's the part that I do think is true. Like if you go through something of that magnitude, I am not worried about Austin or Taylor, like do whatever the heck you want. Um, but I don't know, like you also would feel some type of way about it. Let's be honest. In the last episode, like the question of the timelines come back up, you know, when did this happen? What exactly happened? Um, was it in New York? Was it a couple weeks later? You know, but now they're having all these sleepovers. It's giving red flags all over the place. You can't deny it. Like I said, people are like, do you think they hooked up more? Like, do you think they just kissed? My general reaction in life is just to believe people and give people the benefit of the doubt. But that could be me being naive. I will say like the red flag I have right now in the season of Southern Charm, and I haven't officially got there yet, but I'm starting to, is that I don't enjoy when a whole entire season revolves around one particular conflict, like Puppygate you know, is a really good example of how, oh, we were so over Puppygate by the end of it. I think this isn't exactly the same because the layers to the onion are a bit different, especially with four people involved, but I don't want it to turn into Puppygate. You know what I mean? But for now, I'm enjoying the season. And honestly, for as horrible as these boys are, like they're better than half of the housewives. Honestly, Craig, Austin, and Shep, like the real housewives of Charleston, they are those boys. They make for great reality TV. So I can't be mad about that. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out. I know like schedules are crazy this week. We're all over the place, but the fact that you chose to spend 35 minutes with me means the world. Leave a little five star review. I love you like a sis. If not, I'll see you for extra pop on Friday, pop a batch on Monday. And by the way, sidebar, people keep thinking that I'm saying papa. Papa Batch, like Papa as in a, a father. No, Pop, P-O-P of Batch, B-A-C-H as in like a Pop of Bachelor content, okay? I don't know why I had to 
set the record straight, but here I am. Anyways, have a fantastic rest of your week. And as always, love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.